And welcome in. It is Jobbing Out, episode number 27, 28? 28, 28, jeez. Episode number 28, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Aaron, of course, gets credentials. I do not because I am just a guy, whereas Aaron actually covers professional wrestling. I, I pretend. I make believe like I cover professional wrestling. Make, make believe job for make believe sport. It works right, out. Right. I watch sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's my level of expertise there when it comes go. to professional wrestling. Go. All right. It is our Night of Champions preview edition of Jobbing Out. Our main event, AJ Francis of the Miami Dolphins will join us a little bit later on. To preview Sunday's pay-per-view, which is available on the WWE Network for, I believe, uh, seven thirty-six. I think. Something. Is how no, much. no, no. Actually, I I know this now because JBL was kind enough to hold up uh, cue cards, <laughs> fifty-four ninety-nine and nine ninety-nine. Right. That, I can see where there's a difference between the two there, of them. There, there I can, is. I can see where there is. Uh, so we'll preview uh, everything going on on Sunday night with AJ a little bit later on in the show. Jobbing out brought to you by our friends at WrestleCrate. Aaron, you know what I've realized that we've screwed up? What have you screwed up? I said we. I didn't no, say what have I. you screwed up? Settle down on all this. What we've screwed up is we've never had you unbox your wrestle crate on the show. Do, do you know why that is? Why? Because as soon as it arrives at my door, no, I cannot I, wait. I hear you saying that, man, but wrestle crate's been a good sponsor it of is. ours. And, and we will probably do that relatively soon. I, I hear you saying box. probably, which is your way of getting out of it and hoping that I forget that I want you to do that. P- pretty much. Incorrect. I mean, you're, you're, you're making me potentially calling, wait a week. I'm calling you out box. on the carpet on this one. WrestleGrade is a great partner of ours. We love them. Yes, we do. Um, and you need to unbox your WrestleCrate here on the show so we can get a live reaction to all of the amazing goodies that <sighs> you get in your WrestleCrate. Dude, I hear you. But we need to do it for the good of the show. Yeah, I guess we do. I can't wait for when he does it and he completely lies to me and he comes in and it's a box that's clearly been resealed. <laughs> he already knows everything that's in it and he's like, oh my God, is that Jushin Liger? Whoa! I'm like, you're a dick, Aaron. You had to screw it all up, everything for us. There, the, the WrestleCrate was absolutely fantastic this past <laughs> yeah, month. Yeah, I bet it was. Way, what did you get? Well, let's see. We got a. It, it was a Young Buck theme uh, box, which is you know already I know, that's great. Way up your alley. So it was the T-shirt. It was the the Wolf Pack. The click sign. It said Too Sweet. Oh, you know what's really funny? We have a buddy. We have a, a friend, you and I, that work at that yes. works at another radio station. Yes, and, and he had that shirt because and, he got it in his uh, wrestling. Right I just saw it today. Yes. So so it was that shirt. It was a signed Young Bucks picture, which is of course awesome. It was a DVD. With the Young Bucks in, as one of the matches on it. It was a, this was actually one of the coolest things because I've thought about buying this for a while now. It was from, I believe, Barbershop Window or Pro Wrestling. Too. They're, they're all kind of the same company now. It's called the Periodic Table of Wrestling and it's a poster and it's like the oh, periodic. I, yeah. t- it's awesome. I mean, I've thought about getting that poster for a while and it came in my wrestle crates. That's awesome. So, you know, that's awesome. And, and a, uh, eat, eat, sleep, super kick. Party very nice, koozie. very nice. Uh, packages start at just fifteen dollars a month, and you can get ten percent off by using our code J O Sent Me. J O Sent Me is the code 
Go to WrestleCrate.com to find out more. Also, follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates. And by the way, while we are promoting things right Ooh. now, we have something else to promote. Oh, right. Yeah, and you got to kind of tell me a little bit more about this. Yes, and this is a uh, this is announcement I've, I've I do been... think it's a little bit weird sometimes when, when Aaron just says, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing. Glenn's in and on it, and I'm like, We've talked about this before. I mean, I remember you vaguely mentioning something yeah. to me about well, you it. Know what? You're but in. I don't remember you can you, I me committing to it. Oh, I remember you committing to it. To, no, man, I remember. I remember. Drugs or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know that you're getting old. And I've been trying. You, you know what I've been remember. trying recently? It's a, it's not quite the popular. I've been trying mescaline recently. That's been my <laughs> drug of choice. Just to see if the kids are into it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I've been trying to get this together for a couple of weeks now, and finally it has become gotten together. We are partnering with Fantasizer, which is Ooh. a uh, custom fantasy, oh. just fantasy anything. I, I thought it was another thing. I, I know. I I'm was the, very excited about that, that other thing. Awesome. But no, this this site makes custom fantasy leagues for just oh, about okay. everything. They have stuff for they have I think regular. Tammy Stitch is working with that other. <laughs> yes, yes. That is not affiliated with browsers in any yeah, way, shape, yeah. or form. But uh, they have all sorts of fantasy sites. Regular uh, fantasy sports league, like everyone's familiar with. Not daily, though, as opposed to everything else you're seeing on commercials right. these days. But Jesus. fantasy television shows. I know they're running a fantasy survivor league right now, a fantasy big brother league. They do bachelor. I've been thinking I need to get in the bachelor league. I've been thinking that for some time. <laughs> but uh, they do that, and now they are doing a fantasy WWE league. They're going to have public leagues, but then they're going to have one big featured league, and that is the Jobbing Out Fantasy Ooh. Wrestling League. Ooh. So anyone who wants it on that, we have very limited spaces left for the main right. featured league. To get in, email jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Wait a second, are we just giving it out to anybody who emails, or do they have to like prove their, their fandom or their willingness? Like, I want to make sure that the people that get in will participate. Well, that's true. You know what I mean? I don't want anybody because you know how this is when you start a fantasy football league for That's the first true. time. That's true. You inevitably inevitably put someone in the league that you like, but you find out very quickly. Well, that's why I don't know any of these people. They're just our listeners. Yeah, I don't like I any of our you. listeners. So oh, you know, what? there's no favoritism there. A lot of them, a lot of them are friends of mine. <laughs> well, that's my point. They're friends of yours. How could they, can they be? Well, but, is, okay, hang on. Important <laughs> questions. Uh, is Brandon in the league yet? Brandon from he Parkville. Has not, I've been very disappointed that he has Seriously? not seen any of the tweets. Yeah, what's up, Brandon? We, we, we've had a few emails come in, but uh, okay. no Brandon, no Brian. No Brian Powell either. Wow, yeah. that's real so, weird. So those guys need to listen and right, email because we are guys. closing the entries very shortly. All right. Uh, but both me, you, and our main event, oh, AJ, AJ's in? are in. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. A football player fa playing fantasy wrestling. Yes. Whereas The Miz plays fantasy football. Exactly. Worlds collide. You know. Look at that. I'm not even kidding. On Sunday morning, I had a really important fantasy football question, which, by the way, <clears throat> you ended up giving me an answer to, and in one league, I trusted you. Thanks a lot, dick. You were completely wrong. What was it? It was Benny Cunningham or Amari Cooper. Benny Cunningham was a way better play than Amari well, Cooper. Yes, he was. <laughs> and in one league, I was smart <laughs> yes, enough to was. play him. In another league, I didn't. But I swear to God, for a second, I'm like, I might really use the Miz's hashtag. <laughs> but then I'm like, am I've I done, a I've, I've done that once. I don't think you replied to me, but I've definitely... I was really thinking, Sunday. like, am I a complete dope if I do this? <laughs> like, I would have to say to him, hey, man, loved having you on the show a little while back. Uh, here's my question. I couldn't just be like, at Miz whatever. <laughs> All right, well, I'm looking Anyways, forward to that. So, so how do people sign up? 
Email jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. If you do not get into the main feature Jobbing Out League, there are public leagues available. It's all being run as kind of one season. So keep your eye out. When does the season start? It starts quickly. Because I was going to say, the raw season started on Monday. Yeah, the raw season does start, did start on Monday, and we got an interesting show out of it. Yeah, let's talk about this in the first segment before we preview United Champions. Um, I, I... Look, this is a tough time of year for me, Aaron, because admittedly, because I cover football for a living, I kind of have to watch football on Mondays. Um, so Raw normally starts in my house somewhere around 11.30 on Monday nights and tends to not be finished until about midday Tuesday. That's typically the way that it works. Uh, this week was a little bit more difficult because there were two Monday night football games. And uh, Carlos Hyde was pretty important in my life, so the second game had to be watched. Um, it also, I think the big reason why it's difficult is because I think it puts the WWE in a more, um, they're in a more difficult position when they go up against Monday Night Football for the next four months. And I think we've seen that over the years. The ratings do tend to take a dip um, in the months in- after uh, football begins. Though interestingly, it actually ticked up a little bit this week. Um, and, and we'll talk about that a little yep. bit. But the other thing that sort of comes with that is that oftentimes you end up having four months that kind of don't really mean anything. Yep. You don't have another significant pay-per-view. And, and we say one of the big four has always been Survivor Series, but they've kind of bastardized Survivor Series yep. in recent years and made it really difficult for us to accept it as one of the big four pay-per-views any longer. In fact, I think that most of us would tend to, to say that Money, uh, in, the Money in the Bank yes. has become the fourth of the big I, four. I, I will say, though, it, it does seem nice that, I mean, right now, just the yeah. way that the, ros- the roster and the feuds are structured right now, it seems like they could have three or four legitimate storyline-driven uh, old-school survivors. Yeah, I hope you're right about that. I, I just also tend to worry that they end up being forced. Oh, and I'm sure I'm sure they will be, but right now you right. hypothetically have the the Wyatts versus Team Roe, you know, Team right. Roman, Team Ambrose. You have the undercard match, which is the, the Heroes versus Villains match, which is, you know, it's a fun uh, undercard uh, match. You got, uh, you know... Potentially up at, up at the top, Rollins versus Team Cena, right. whatever. Right. And then you could have a Divas match if you really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe. We'll see. But I guess a, bit, a broader point being, these four months tend to be very difficult for the WWE and, frankly, for WWE fans. And for a lot of fans, I think they kind of zone out yes. no, for that, a that's few fair. months. That's fair. So the WWE decided on Monday night to come out swinging and to have Sting wrestle on Raw. So bitter that they got him wrestling and I know, Baltimore week, couldn't week, even get yeah, him. Yeah, you couldn't even get him out in front of the crowd, no doubt. Um I I like it. I think it's a it's a direct play, knowing what you're up against. I'm I'm good with it. I'm good with doing something bold. Yep. And I don't know what else you could have done that would have been bold on Monday night. You also didn't waste anything necessarily because you had Sting face someone he had faced before. Which is hilarious. There there are Two guys on the active roster who he's faced before, and they pick one of them. Can you name the other one, by the way? Two guys on the active roster that he's faced And I'm not counting Triple H. Right. Um, Wow, on the active roster? Active roster. There's one other. Ah, jeez, I should be able to get this, shouldn't I? I, I... Maybe. It's... it's... Oh, R-Truth. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's really weird. (laughs) That was TNA, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Back when uh, Ron the Truth Killings was a main event right, player. No doubt. Before the title. No doubt. Hey, man, he was a main eventer in WWE, too. Don't, this is true. Capital don't you punishment. Dare, do you not dare shit on R-Truth. I will strangle you, I'm not sir. shitting on R-Truth. R-Truth is amazing. R-Truth is wrestling, frankly. <laughs> Um, so I, I Maybe like, he's the third man for, uh, right. <laughs> I'd be so excited about that. So I like this. I do. I like this because again, you accomplish both. One, it's a big deal that stings wrestling on raw and it makes you want to be tuned in for it. And two, you don't give anything away because it's something that has happened before. It isn't the first time it wouldn't be like having sting face, um, you know, Roman reigns, in which case you'd be giving away something as a first time that you could be right. doing it at a pay-per-view, although I don't want you doing it at a pay-per-view, and I don't really want Sting wrestling all that much more. But you, you know where I'm yeah, coming from. Right, of course. Um, so I'm good with it. You didn't have a lot that you could really throw. You didn't have many fastballs, but you found one there. Yep. And you used it. it- it was a fun match. Somewhat appropriately. Yeah, I, I, I liked the old, it really did feel like an old, uh, nitro finish there with the run in two minutes in and then I'm kinda, the tag yeah, match. I'm, I'm kinda upset that you didn't just do the match that you advertised you were gonna do. Yeah, but it, it, but it felt, at least you know what, I feel it didn't like, end that way. Yeah, it didn't end that way. I felt like it was, if they intentionally did it as kind of a, a wink and a nod to all the WCW right. fans, which I, I could see Triple H being like, hey, this would be kind of funny if we did things this way, because that really was something they could they could have taken literally from 1998 if they really had wanted to. I hear you. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it, too. And again, it's way better than the alternative, which is, you know, just have someone come out and no finish in the match, and that's the way that it goes. I'm still very uneasy about Sting being in the championship match on Sunday, especially being in a one-on-one championship match. I'll say that. He, I mean, granted, it was very limited. And and that's the thing. I He looks fine briefly. Briefly. I mean, briefly. He, let's put it, he looks better than he did in TNA. The fact that he could sit down on that Scorpion Deathlock is right. something he could not do at, at the end of his run in TNA. That's fine. It's still it's fleeting, man. It's uh, Well... I don't expect a five-star classic out of it. Do I, I? I think that we could get something entertaining out of I, it. I hope you're right about that. I'm just not necessarily counting on it. No. Um, all that being said, the question becomes, I still think there's a couple of big questions. If you are building towards Survivor Series, is is the big show lining himself back up with the authority or is he just being the big show and being the character that can change well, at any moment? There, there's be- also the question of, is the authority going to be the authority when, I, by, by the time of because we still- We've been asking that question for we, we, a while. We've been asking it for a while and it seems like every week it, it changes. Triple H and Stephanie just need to figure out what they are because in the course of one episode of Raw, it seemed like they were bouncing back and forth. You know, they come out after last week where they put Rollins through all of that bullshit. They come out and they try to make it easier for him by putting Sting and Cena in matches. They then dance with the New Day, which I don't well, know. Well, that was, was a right face at the top move. of the show, yeah, because we yeah. don't really know what the New Day are. Yeah, at so this we, point. Don't, we don't know if that was a face move or a heel move to dance with the New Day. And then Stephanie takes the belt off Charlotte. Yeah, like they're and and they're going back and forth with what they are, so we don't know what their role in all of this is going to be. And it's it's very very confusing right now, and and that's almost that was almost the whole overarching theme of Raw is what are these people? Are these people faces or heels? Because there were at least three different people slash segments where I was like, who is the face and who is the heel in this situation? And I thought it was legitimate. You had Triple H and Stephanie, you had the the Bella situation where it seemed like for once they actually started to push them towards being heels, but then you have Cole say. Nikki, you know, Nikki 
says that she started the Divas Revolution, and I agree with her. Why is a face commentator well, hang on, agreeing but with her? Is Cole ever really definitely a face? Yes, yes. Cole is definitively I, a face. I hear yeah, you no, saying no, no, that. No, no, no. I think it's because he's so unlikable that it's difficult for us to accept that. No, as a Cole face. is definitively a face. I, definitively. I think that Cole is more of a middle of the road. I don't think he cheerleads in any way. I. He usually takes the side of the face because you have JBL screaming about the heel and then you have Saxton being completely silent. And that's the problem right now. I think right now you're, you're maybe leaning towards, towards the idea of Cole being the face. Cole has been a face for three years now. Okay, but I don't think that's because the WWE fans really enjoy him. No, no, no. They don't need to enjoy him. No, I, I, no, they don't need to enjoy him. I said that the wrong way. What I'm trying to say is I, I think they're conscious, I think WWE consciously is having him tend to agree with all of the faces. I would have to pay more attention on a Monday night to that. I think he's more of a tweener. and I mean, he, th- this is the first time he's agreed with a heel in years. I, I bet that's not 100% Well, true. maybe not 100 It's very, very few and far between. Okay, I'd have to, again, I'd have to pay more attention to here. Anyway, th- th- I, I hear what you're saying. Well, there, and there, and there, there's one other thing. Right. What the hell was Dolph Ziggler doing on I, Monday night? I have no idea. Like, that, that was the most heel move I've ever seen. You know, he his, his girlfriend. I'm telling you, I am so zoned out on that entire well, and, and, thing. And, and you should be. And it was just it, it it went from completely awful to awful and nonsensical on Monday night. Right. Because that that was a straight up heel move. No, you're right. <laughs> you're 100 percent right. But you never made Rusev a face. So right, like it, it doesn't make any sense. So so you yeah. have those three things, which were three big you know things on the show. We just didn't know what where they were going with. Yeah, but that's been pretty common, unfortunately, yes, no, that we don't yes. know the heels are. Right. So I think the the authority is sort of um, an overarching kind of thing that looms mm-hmm. over the program right now. But I also think that Sheamus is looming again, and I think it's interesting that they've put him into more high profile situations, uh, perhaps in part because they don't really have anything for him on Sunday night, and it's it's a way to have him involved in your show without really being involved in your show. Is by you know just remind everybody that you're here you know like Which I this, like that it it's it's fine but I also think it's a little bit it, it's one of the things I have a problem with if this guy is supposed to be the second most important you know he's supposed to have the second most important title on mm-hmm. your show mm-hmm. shouldn't he be important enough to be involved in a feud now, you see here's the thing I kind of like the fact that he's not because it makes it it feels like he's getting ready it feels like he's preparing i almost like this better that he doesn't have a match at night of champions if he had a match granted they haven't been using it but the fact that he you know doesn't have the match on night champions when as you said it feels like he sh- kind of should have that match it feels like he's that presence is there as, as you said there's the presence you're reminded that he's there and i'm sure he'll be shown at night of champions and i kind of like the looming without necessarily getting overexposed by facing randy orton for the 50th time well i'm not telling you he should face randy orton for <laughs> i the know 50th but, but time, i'm just saying but I, I like the idea of of yeah but i also with the way that people are treating sheamus i like the idea of getting him out you know may, maybe but i don't think it's gonna help anything no not necessarily but every little bit i don't know i just feel like if this is your next champion your next champion well, or, hold on, no, it's not necessarily the next champion. Or a future champion. A future a champion. A future champion within the next, what, nine seven months? months? Yeah, seven, eight, nine, okay, whatever it is. That he should be somebody that should be important enough to be involved in a match on your card. Maybe he's the third man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Um, I'm just going to keep saying that anytime we bring right? up. Right, anybody up, like, hey man, how's the gobbledygooker doing? Could be the third man. 
You know what I haven't seen in a while is the Blue Meanie. Third man. You know he, what? He was actually at Shikara Kiga Trios oh, a couple weekends ago. The BWO competed. My, you know who my guy is? Is the Brooklyn Brawler. Third man. Third man. Third man for the uh, for the Shield. Do you imagine the Brooklyn Brawler coming out with him? I'd love it. Um, so I, I absolutely. To me, that's the other thing. And again, I, it still goes plays back to my uncomfortability with Sheamus as well, yeah. the money in the bank holder to begin with, which is that like. You just you don't know that to laugh or to kind of cry or to be angry when Seamus right. is poking his head in the most important parts of your card because you're just sort of like, dude, come on, you're Seamus. Right. Like, it, here's, no. here's 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 the one thing with Seamus though, and why it does feel a little bit heightened with him. And I don't necessarily think they're using him in the best way, but if he does not cash in in the next, really the two paper by Hell in a Cell, he's not cashing in until after Mania. I mean, I hear you saying that, but I mean, unless you're, you're unless you're planning on putting Sheamus in the main event of Mania, which or unless you're planning on having it be a quick, you know, get the belt and drop it. Again well, and that's the situation. Well, and, but he'd have to do it by Hell in a Cell to do that. Why couldn't he do it in December and drop it at the Rumble? A one month thing? Yeah, okay, fine. If it was a real one month thing. I don't know what your long-term plan is with Sheamus, but if you're planning on him being a long-term champion, then you might be planning no. on Glenn Clark finding other <laughs> things to watch on Monday. Night. I don't think he's going to be a long-term. I do think it would be longer than five weeks or whatever, but I, I, I was kind of going through all of the possibilities, Mike, because there were some people who were insisting that the best thing that could happen would be for Sting to win the title, and I came up, the only way I could see it working, if it was like, Sting holds it for a month, Sheamus cashes in at Hell in a Cell, he loses it to Ambrose at Royal Rumble, and then you reset the Shield triple threat for Mania with, that way, Okay, and, and that's legitimately, I went through all, like... Mm-hmm. Plausible situations. That was the only one I could so come up with. It doesn't do a lot for me. No, it doesn't do a yeah. lot for me either. And I, I'm kind of feeling that the best move is to just have Rollins hold it till Mania, have that year-long reign, and uh, have Sheamus cash in in May or June. Yeah, it's probably better. Yeah, it's probably better that way. Or you know, what you could do. You could have him. Uh, you could have someone else come back on Raw as they haven't been around for like uh, a year, and then you can have him uh, challenge for the title on Raw. And lose it, and then get buried for the next three years. That's the other thing that, that you could yeah, have. Him do. I guess that's also possible. You could have that route happen. Um, anything else that jumped out at you from? Oh, uh, a couple things that did jump out at me. I thought the uh, look. I love Kevin Owens. The Owens Ryback thing. One, the prom the promo was god awful. It was. It was I, awkward. I it wasn't awkward. It was. It it felt like either Owens didn't want to be part of it. Ryback didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. There is so little depth to Ryback's character. It, Ryback, that, it, it felt close. Some like some of the moments that Ryback was saying, it felt close. It concluded in a very uncomfortable yeah, way. Yeah, like I, I thought like there that, was. It started off weirdly and it ended. Like, what weirdly. did he call himself? There, like the king of the feed me more? <laughs> yeah, the, like, the master of the feed me more. What the fuck when, is when, that? When, when did feed me more become a noun? Right. <laughs> like what was that? But the whole thing, like the line that Kevin Owens flubbed. But, I mean, the whole thing was just bad. Yeah, it, it was, was just bad. It was, it, it was awkward. And again, I, that could be that Kevin Owens is bored or doesn't like it or something along those lines. Or it could be that maybe Kevin Owens isn't the god that we think that he is. But, dude. Yeah. Like, you you got to work with what you're working with. I don't think I would want to work with Ryback either, man. But, you know. You got to. You got to. You got to make it work or you're game. not getting something better. And I'm worried that he's not getting anything better. This is just what I'm worried about. Nikki Bella breaks the record. Um, I didn't, you know, people, so many people were complaining about it, and I'm sure a lot of it was simply that they didn't like the fact that Nikki Bella broke AJ's record. But I thought that was a, 
to to a certain extent, a fine finish. I, I called it last week that it would be a DQ finish setting up Night of Champions. It didn't make sense. I you know I appreciate the fact that this is more about you wanting to be right than it is about you actually well, thinking of that course it was it good. Is. I, no, um, I, I thought it was fine in the sense that it it sets up Nikki. Hopefully, ho- I I, I refer. Hopefully, it solidifies Nikki as a heel. So when Charlotte wins, it feels a little bit more meaningful. Oh, you still think it off. you think that Charlotte's going to win? Oh, I absolutely think. Char- I I I'd be stunned if Charlotte didn't win. John Cena <laughs> is she dating John Cena? <laughs> John Cena's girlfriend wins. Um, I'm not certain of that. I, I well, okay, I'm not certain. I no. I would. In fact, I, I, I don't even pre- know if it's the right move yeah. right now. I think the way now, more... That would, now, that's the question. I think the way Did, more does line, there need to be more of a chase involved? Yeah, I think that, one, there should be more of a chase. And also, I think that, two, the, more lo- the way more logical move is if you want Charlotte to be your top face is to turn Paige heel. Well, I think they are. I think they set have, that up with the other match. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it would make they, they, way more sense for Paige to screw over Charlotte on Sunday night. No, see, I, I, think, it's, I think it's the opposite. She lets, she lets Charlotte win. And then turns yeah, on her I, the I'm next gonna, day. I'm going to disagree with that. I, I, I think that's the the other thing I do want to mention though is that while I was fine with the the dusty finish, I was fine with the the kind of non finish. I'm not really okay with them doing the the same thing that they did back in May or June with Paige and Nikki. The the whole Paige pins Brie instead. You know, oh, they, right. they they did this a few months ago, and they set the precedent there that the ref was going to restart the match. So for Stephanie to come out and say, "Oh, it's actually a DQ." Well, it flies in the face of what you did three months ago. Granted, it's the Divas division. You're not expected to remember what happened three months ago. <laughs> You're not expected, expected to remember what happened last week. But that's a problem when you have a clearly set, uh, you know, clearly established precedent and you just completely okay, ignore it. The more likely scenario is that we've had that precedent even before that. Oh, of course and, we did. But, and but at that point, a, they agreed instead the, they're going to the, have a pajama party the, at the end of the This is a match. recent thing. This isn't, you know, two years ago or something like I the outlaws you. rule. But, I hear you. All right, uh, that cover it all. Um, yeah, it covers most of it. The rest we'll cover with AJ here. Right. Uh, we'll uh, we'll preview the pay per view next. Night of Champions, a Sunday night. Our main event, AJ Francis and the Miami Dolphins will join us to break it all down. This is jobbing out. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms. Step up to the ATM and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing cause there is no fee. Cash for nothing cause there is no fee. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. 
Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month and every crate contains a t-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. Latino heat. <laughs> oh, man. I might have to let Aaron run this segment because I'm doing this via Skype now. So it's jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. Aaron Oster, of course, in the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And joining us for segment number two, despite the fact that I hate him. Um, the main event. Yeah, there he is. I don't know. I think you know how uh, sometimes uh, wrestlers get backstage heat and they're they're dropped down the card? After everything going on, I think you might be the mid-carder, AJ Francis, right now. <laughs> I am, first of all. I cannot help that I passed out because I am a professional athlete and I had, and I had, was so tired because after celebrating my win with my teammates until like two in the morning, I went the next morning and went to a veterans hospital with like three hours of sleep. Oh, now you're, oh. We might as well just call you John Cena now, you son of a bitch. John Cena would never fall asleep before a main event. I'm sorry, I fell asleep before we were supposed to record yesterday, but I was so tired from waking up early and going to talk to wounded veterans. All right. Well, look, first of all, I appreciate you doing that. That is a good thing. <laughs> Second of all... I mean, you could have just said, dude, I can't do 9 o'clock. It won't work. And we would have just rescheduled the whole thing. The thing is, I didn't expect to be asleep because I'm an adult. I didn't expect to be asleep at 9.15 <laughs> p.m. I just passed out at, like, 9. All right. All right. Well, let's let's say this. We have not had uh, A.J. on since he did once again make the 53-man roster for the Miami Dolphins, and we are thrilled for him. And as we go, as we go, Keyfabe for a second. As much as I hate him, um, I am I am unbelievably envious of the drive that AJ shows as a professional athlete and as somebody. It's a great story for for anybody that um, that didn't always get the opportunities that had to work for themselves. AJ went undrafted in the National Football League a couple years ago and has busted his ass to create a career for himself with the Miami Dolphins. So I don't say nice things about you much, um, but I'm proud of you, bro. I'm real proud oh, of you. You are so you cute, man. Oh, stop it. Stop. You, you two are the worst, just the absolute <laughs> worst. I hate I hate him so much. All right, let's preview this damn pay-per-view already. 
Sunday night, Night of Champions. Uh, it's available on the WWE Network, I believe, for six forty three. I think is how much it costs a month for you to sign up for the WWE Network. That's yen, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron, where are we starting with this one? Well, let's start on the pre-show. We know the pre-show match, and that is what I assume is going to be a little bit of a preview for Survivor Series, where you have Neville and the Lucha Dragons taking on the Cosmic Wasteland. Cosmic Wasteland. It's All a great right. name. It's a great name. It is, it is a good name. AJ, I'll let you go first. Um, man, I think that you got to let uh, Stardust get one this time. I mean, he, he did the job for Neville. Well, he didn't. Wade Barrett did, but... The job uh, at Survivor Series, uh, Survivor Series, at SummerSlam. So I'm thinking that, you know, Stardust and the Cosmic Wasteland. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with AJ on this. I'm with, I'm with AJ. It makes no sense, especially if you're going to be building it up towards Survivor Series. You, you have to, you have to get them over on one. So I'm with the, I'm with AJ. It's the Cosmic Wasteland. Yep, clean sweep here. I'm, I'm actually, I'm very interested to see where they go with the Cosmic Wasteland, and I hope that it's something that goes farther than just this heroes versus villains feud, because I think there's a lot of potential there. You know, these are three guys who haven't really done a lot since becoming these characters, and in the Ascension, haven't done at all, a lot at all since coming up to the main roster. And I hope they do a lot because there's potential here. Yeah, I'm a little bit worried with this. Stardust. How great is he at that role? Oh, he's Basically, fantastic. I'd love him. I think he could do that against anyone. And I just can't wait. I can't wait for after Survivor Series when he goes back on his own and we can see what he does in a feud by himself with this character. Is this a character that could reach main event? Is it a main event capable character? No, I don't think so. Elimination? I, if you're telling me sixth man in the elimination chamber yeah. type thing, sure. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think but. it's like R-Truth. Not, no offense to your boy R-Truth. I swear, if you like, say a negative word about R-Truth, I will take no, back but like we, like we were all live when R-Truth main evented a pay-per-view with John Cena <laughs> at, at Capital Punishment, but we would all say that R-Truth is not a main eventer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's what Stardust, the character, is. Like, he could fall into a situation where maybe he's main event the pay-per-view. But I don't think he'll ever be a main eventer with that character. And there's nothing wrong with that. He'll right. have a great career, and he'll probably still go to Hall of Fame. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and, and, and you need more depth in the mid-card anyway, so it's fine if he's not a main eventer yeah. to, in the yeah. full extent of the word. I'm with, I get you. Next. Next, we have the Intercontinental title match. Kind of a bit of a thrown-together feud here, but potentially a pretty decent match in uh, Ryback and Kevin Owens. Uh, you know, we we talk a little bit about how I feel about this. A- AJ, before I let you make your pick, I, I just, it really upset me on Monday night because it, it felt like Kevin Owens wasn't into it. Like, he just, he just didn't, you know, he flubbed the line and it was so forced from Ryback. It, it just upset me because I have so much hope for Kevin Owens and it just gave the feel of him not being into this feud. I mean, I feel like it is thrown together, but at the same time, I mean... No offense to Ryback. He's a great person. And I will always say this because when I went backstage with Tori Smith, you know, former Raven, as you know. Yes. And I went backstage with him and I met a bunch of guys. There was no one in that building nicer to me than Ryback. The only person that made was even close, which is a surprise when I tell this to people, is Randy Orton. Randy Orton was so nice to me. But um, Ryback is a great guy. And he's been through a lot. But I am so hoping that Kevin Owens can take the Intercontinental title from them. So hoping, because 
even though he's a great person and I like him as a person, like his character, like I don't understand why he's so over. I don't get it. We talk about this every month because he's I the master of the feed me more. <laughs> I, like I just don't like it. Doesn't do anything for me. I understand he is over, and other people love, and I can't knock that. He's one hundred percent over. But I would love for Kevin Owens to get in a Cardinal title, and I say I'm going to pick with my heart here, Kevin Owens. All right. Um, I, look, I think it makes more sense at this point for Kevin Owens to have the strap than it does for Ryback. But I think they've got. Look, you know how I feel, AJ. I'm completely with you. It's one of the most befuddling things to me about professional wrestling right now is why is Ryback so over? But he is. Um, I don't know that WWE wants to punt that away just yet. So I'll pick that they stick with Ryback. But I think it would make more sense to uh, give the heat to Kevin Owens right now. Yeah, I'm... uh... One thing to me that's always kind of fallen flat with Ryback, and I think that's been a mistake by WWE, is we've never really seen him in a chase and complete the chase. We saw him, you know, kind of chase the world title CM Punk back in the early stages of his career. But, you know, you look at this, he was just thrown into the IC title picture and won the title. We never really got to see him in a chase. And I really think a chase could help endear him to the fans who aren't in on him right now. So I think that even if they like Ryback as champion and for they have good reasons to like him. I think one thing that might be good for him is if you gave it to Owens now, had Ryback chase it for three months or so, and get it back at a later date. And I think that really yeah, might be able like, to help him. Just like they did with the New Day. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy all of that. I, I just, man, I, it seems like they are hoping to turn Ryback into... Um, uh, yeah. I mean, doesn't it feel that way, right? Like. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know about John C, but definitely they want him to be a you know a white meat baby face, which is I don't know if that's the right John role Cena. for him, but right. you know, which is John Cena. Yeah, it's well, true. I, not I, to look, that level though. I don't I, I don't ever expect to see Ryback winning the world title. I just hope this. I really ever? hope this isn't. Well, maybe not ever. No, okay, I, I could see it down the line, but I don't see him as like a true main. You know, we were just talking about a main main event players. I don't know if they view Ryback as a guy you bank on. Oh boy, it well, feels like they do. And we know how Vince feels about big guys, too. Yep. But I'll, Let's I'll just say be one honest. Seamus is currently in in control of the money. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. <laughs> right, right. That's a great point. I, let, me, let me add one more thought in on this, which is I hope this is not a three-month feud because I just do not feel any juice to it whatsoever. Like, it just feels so... It, it couldn't just be that. It would have to be he, like there are other feuds involved, maybe more people involved, maybe Ryback goes away, has a side feud there before re okay. regaining it back. It, you're right, it can't just be three months of these two just Ugh. solely facing each other. It is dry. It is bad. Next one. All right, uh... This I'm going to call the AJ special here because AJ, I want you. You you are a our resident optimist. Oh you, yeah. You like to you you find the good in everything here. I want you to tell me what is the good. I, I pitch this to me because I, I I want to hear it. What is the good in Ryback or in Rusev Dolph over the past few weeks? I mean, I think that they're just trying to like. <laughs> People get on them all the time, like fans get on them all the time. Like, these are the kind of storylines we would have to an attitude there. Like, these are, like, backstabbing betrayal of love interests and stuff like uh. that. Like, like they just gave it a shot. And you can tell that they gave it a shot because all the lead-ins for everything is like a soap opera. And, uh. and so, like, <laughs> it really is. But, like, no. it, it doesn't. 
does it does it always go through? No, but I mean, at the end of the day, these are just two great performers that are going to put on a good match. So I don't have an issue with it. All right, here, wait a second, AJ. Doesn't that make you more frustrated that they won't just sort of give that to them and that they're they're putting them through all this kind of crap? And and I'll even go a step further. I think we all have high hopes for Lana as well, and I just feel like this whole thing has has done more harm than good. For all of them. And maybe this is, a, you know, it's professional wrestling. Within a month, we all forget about it. But it just feels like how long they've driven this thing out. It, it, it sort of has overtaken what I feel is like two of the better characters and performers that you have on your card. And it's just made me cringe at every turn. What I hope happens is that um, what I think would be really cool is if um, Ziggler wins kind of like kind of like Ziggler wins and then kind of like um, what Eva Marie did to Zack Ryder at the end of WrestleMania. What was that, 28, 27? Yeah, I think 27. Might have been 28, though, yeah. Um, and she just, like, turns on him right there and then just goes on her own. I think that would be cool. But, you Here, know, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Here's my question. What are they doing? What What was this last segment with Dolph? Can, can you make any sense of what was supposed to be going on there? Are, are we supposed to be believing that he's cheating, wants to cheat on Lana with some, or what, what happened on Raw? I mean, let's just be honest. They're both very attractive women. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far-fetched to, for, to, for them to think, oh, yeah, let's try to make them think that he's cheating on... But he's the face. He's cheating on Lana with someone. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> and? Is he not a man? <laughs> I mean... Just because he's a man, like, faces do stuff all the time. Stone Cold literally gave every face that he ever was in the ring with a stomach. That always happened. That's so, true. Like, That's true. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I get, it, it's just, it's so weird, like, just what they're doing. I can't figure out what they're doing. That's the problem, is that no one knows, are we supposed to be cheering for Dolph? Is that a, a, right. a good move? Is it a bad move? And, is and is Rusev going to end up being, is this a double turn that we're seeing here? And that's what? the thing, too, is that it, it felt like at one point they were trying to, or that, that it would have made sense to turn Rusev face, right? Like, his character was somewhat sympathetic. Um, it, it felt like they were going in some direction like that. And then they completely backed out of that when they gave him the flag again and made him, made him egotistical. And, and that's why, look, I, I, I'm down on it. I don't like it, but I, I like these guys a lot. I really like both of them. And, and I think that more of it is that I want more for them and I want more for their credibility. Well, I don't and, think it can go further than this pay per view. I don't think so. I hope you're right. I, I I think everyone hopes you're right, but I I I don't think so. I think this is going on longer, as much as it pains me, and as much as I feel like every time it's on screen, I want to throw something through the TV. <laughs> All right, AJ, make your pick. I'm gonna pick Dolph. I, I'm gonna go with Rusev. I think again, what's been masked because we just haven't been able to have matches is like, I think Rusev still needs to get back to that level, whereas I think Dolph can recover better right now. I think Rusev needs to be elevated more, so I'm going to go with Rusev. Uh, I, I'm hoping that it ends. The only way it ends is with the Ziggler win, so I'm, with my heart, choosing Ziggler, but my head kind of says uh, Rusev here. You really, you think that's true? You don't think it can end with Rusev going over on top? Not if it ends here. Not if it ends right this moment. Okay. I, I think I think in the end it could end with Rusev going up, up on top, but if this is the last match between them, I think it's Ziggler's to win. All right, next one. Oh, next one. Let's, uh, let's talk. Uh, we, we went from the worst part of the show. Let's go to the best part of the show now. And that's the tag match between the New Day and the Dudleys. Uh, oh, 
New Day Rocks. New Day Rocks. You don't even know how to do the chant, you jerk. New Day Rocks. New Day Rocks. New Day Rocks. First things first, New Day is fantastic. And I was thinking about not buying WWE 2016 because I didn't play 20, uh, sorry, 2K. 16 because I didn't play 2K15 that much. Um, I played a lot less than I thought I would. Something there, probably not going to buy it. Just you know, don't need to. Then I saw that they were going to have New Day on it, and I was like, purchased, already pre-ordered. Like the New Day is fantastic, and if they lose, I'm going to be furious. Furious. The the trombone should clearly be something they can pull out from under the ring and hit somebody with, right? We we were (laughs) in agreement on that. On as far as 2K16 goes, what they should do is they should have the Dudley Boys break the trombone. And during the match, and then have them pull another trombone from another ring. <laughs> that would be glorious. That would just be glorious. <laughs> I would really love that. I would really love that. Um, so are you picking I'm New Day? New Day. Yeah, I'm going New Day. All right. I, I have to pick New Day as well. Like, the only sadness I have about this match is that it doesn't involve the primetime players, who I still like. I mean, I haven't yeah. stopped liking them. Um, but, I, yeah, give me give me the New Day... For three hours every Monday night. Dude, just do a uh, Monday night new day. Monday. I mean, Monday night new day? I'm in on that. Yeah, it's that good. 100%. Um, you, you say that the primetime players aren't involved. I'm still not convinced that we aren't headed. Especially what I got the idea a few weeks ago when Edge and Christian was there, that they are, we have three teams going at it, and it just feels almost natural that they might end up in a TLC match down the line in the next few pay-per-views, possibly even at TLC. And the I can't see not till December, though. I know, and that's the problem. But I think you can work your way around that. You there, could. You could. There, 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 I, I do. Yeah, I do too. And I, and I think that no one would complain about it because the the product has been so good, right? Like, yep. What 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 problem would you have with the New Day primetime players and Dudley Boys being entangled with each other for another three months? Try three years. I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> If it gets me more New Day on my television, I'm good with all of it because it's the best thing. Honestly, AJ, if I ask you this question, because uh, we did we, our top five last week was uh, like childlike giddiness. What what do you remember that has made you as giddy, like as as just brings the smile to your face the same way as the New Day in the last five years? In the last five years, nothing. I think the only thing that's even in like probably my wrestling life, watching wrestling would be like the late 90s, early 2000s one-liners from The Rock. Other than okay. that, nothing. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, I think know, I had I, the Rock and Sock connection as my number one. And, and I loved, look, I loved uh, Mizdow. Like, I loved Damian Sandow in that role. I thought it was fun, but nothing is as good as this. This is just the best thing they have done. I have so looked back and watched the tag team title match from SummerSlam and, like, their intro from when they're singing New Day the whole time. Um, and telling people from Brooklyn that they don't know anything about hip hop. That was just fantastic. Right. But, I've watched that entire thing so many times that I can sing the, I can <laughs> almost sing the song. And on top of that, <laughs> I've watched Kofi celebrating winning the titles on his back so many times. It's probably my favorite gift ever. What, what, what about Biggie doing Snow Angels uh, this past oh, week? <laughs> they are just so great. Did, did, did you guys see on Twitter the uh, the they got the gear from Team Bad and they were uh, wearing all of it? That happened, I think, last night. It was no. incredible. B- Biggie as Sasha Banks. Oh, that's so great. Oh, my God, that's great. 
it, it's it just completely glorious. I, I love I love everything about it. As look, dude, it, and AJ knows how cynical we are because he makes fun of us for it all the time. But when wrestling is good, it can be the, the just your favorite thing in your life. And the new day every week makes me want to tune in. When something is is really good, it's really good. And we've been doing this for like three months now, where we just can't stop being effusive in our praise. And yet they've somehow raised the bar every week. And I think that's what makes it so magical is like you keep thinking, well, this is it. They can't do any better. And yet somehow, some way, they end up outdoing themselves the next time. They're the best. You don't have to keep showing them to me. I, I would pay hard-earned money to watch a three-hour pay-per-view of just the New Day giving promos in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I'd, right. I'd watch that. I'd watch all right, that. Aaron, did you make a pick for this? Uh, New Day. New Day. All right. all right, good. We're all on board. Next one. Uh, Divas title match. Uh, Nikki, Charlotte, we, we talked a lot about the first segment, about the whole thing on Raw. We didn't get AJ's take. Uh, what was your thoughts on the whole Raw, the, the Raw match there, the dusty finish, and then what's your pick? Uh, it's kind of, I was hoping that WWE would not be themselves and just have Nikki break AJ's record by just having her get close and then having Charlotte actually get the win. Um, but I understand why they did it. She's no longer a part of the company. So that's uh, something you want to be able to use. So I, I'm just going to say, I think it's Charlotte's time. And honestly, I don't think you can have a Nikki Bella. Like, I think the, the plan, I think, is for Sasha to be the Wiggins champ by, before, like, by Royal Rumble at the very latest. So you can't have Nikki versus Sasha. So I think Charlotte has to get a run in. And I think Charlotte's going to win the match. I, I I hear you. I still, as I said in segment one, I still think this is setting up. I think it's almost too obvious that, that Charlotte would win on Sunday night. Um, and I also think that they could use maybe a little bit more um, of a build before they elevate her to the point where she's like the top face in the Divas division. So I still think that there's one more turn, which is I think Paige turns on Charlotte on Sunday night and ends up screwing her. And, uh, boy, I guess I should have used phrasing there. <laughs> um, but I, I think that Nikki ends up retaining to set up a Paige-Charlotte sort of turn, and I think that it's still a couple months down the road before Charlotte ends up going over. So I'm going with Nikki on Sunday. See, I, I agree with you about Paige turning keel. I think they've set it up. Uh, this past Monday when they had Team Bad beat down uh, Paige and Becky when Charlotte was getting ready for her match, that you have a natural transition there that, hey, you cared more about the title than us. Right. So I, I think Patriots, I don't think it's before the title. I think it's after she wins the title and Paige eventually turns. And that's why I don't necessarily agree with you, AJ, that Sasha is going to win the title by Royal Rumble because I think there's going to be more amongst the PCB people before eventually Sasha getting the title, maybe by, you know, by the spring, not necessarily by the winter. I just, my, my only hope is that this, and, and I, I guess it's not going to be this way, but I really hope that we're done with the teams. Like, I really hope that, that by having someone turn on someone, it can break down the entire team concept because it's, it's just been so bad, you know, and I, I don't mean that as a, play, a pun. Um, it, it's just a nothing. I just don't, I don't like, I'm done with teams. I, it needs to be over. And I hope that that would be accomplished by having Paige turn on Charlotte's. American bigot. Yeah. 
Next one. Um, next one. This one uh, is interesting because for once the WWE has kept a secret from us. And uh, Wyatt family versus uh, Reigns, Ambrose, and we have no clue. Who. Oh, that's not true. We already established earlier it was going to be the Brooklyn Brawler. That's right. We did establish it was going to be the Brooklyn Brawler. But <laughs> uh, if it's not the Brooklyn Brawler, for whatever, if the Wyatt family gets to the Brooklyn Brawler before he can get to the pay-per-view, we have no idea who it's going to be. Imagine if it was Jeff Hardy. Oh, Oh, my God. <laughs> Just imagine Just, his music hits. Dude. And the entire arena exploding. And the roof flying off of the arena. And now they're playing their wrestling outdoors. And I hope it's not raining. That's what's going to happen. It, I I have no idea who it's going to be, but that would be awesome. It, it, it would be awesome. It would probably be highly illegal because he still has a few TNA tapings oh, to do. Shut but, up you. But, uh, you know, it, it would be awesome. <laughs> You had to ruin that. I got really excited when he said it. It would just, I mean, WWE, I mean, let's be honest. TNA is subpar. I'm sure it wouldn't cost too much money to pay them to get them to be okay with the fact that Jeff Hardy's left. If, if you agreed to pay their payroll for a week, I'm pretty sure you could get them. All right. Uh, so I guess we're going on record with who we think the third is going to be and then who wins the match. Is that what Yeah, we're that, that's what we're going to do. All right, AJ, you start. I have no idea who the third person is going to be. I would say, you know, you know what I think would be really cool, really cool, and I think it would hurt Roman Reigns, but I think it would be really cool if it was Daniel Bryan. And well, be amazing. Yeah, we, we've talked about this. I feel a few weeks ago, I mentioned him as a possibility, but I just, uh, I don't. It would be awesome, that's for sure. I mean, I learned on Total Divas last night that he's been cleared by the doctors for four months. So. <laughs> no, he, he's been cleared by a doctor. Away. He has Wait not been cleared by the WWE. Wait a second. I thought Total Divas didn't <laughs> no. air until 10, which would mean that... What? It, well, we were trying to call you at 9. <laughs> no, my I didn't uh, watch it last night. I'm saying my wife told me that. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. a likely story. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would. I hope it's Daniel Bryan. That's who I'm going to pick. And I'm also going to pick. Uh, dude, I I don't I don't know who wins. Can you have Braun Strowman lose? I think. Can you? Well, you, you, as... you you can have him not be pinned. True. That this isn't I, an elimination match, so you could have. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Reigns and. Um, I'm going to pick Reigns, Ambrose, and whoever their third person is. If okay. it's Hulk Hogan, oh, my God. <laughs> is he the third man? <laughs> Look, I would love it if it was Daniel Bryan, but I think we're all setting ourselves up for disappointment, and it's just going to be Randy Orton who's like, fine. You know? He comes out, he's yeah. like, yeah, dude, I'm Randy okay. Randy feel great, you know? But Yeah, I mean, I just think that's the way it's going to be. Um, I, I am with you though in the argument that you can't have Ron Strowman lose right now, and so I'm, I'm gonna go with the Wyatts because if, if you're trying to make the guy seem like an unstoppable monster, then I think he's gotta be victorious in his first pay-per-view, so I'll go with the Wyatts. See, my, my amazing, this would be a really cool moment would be if it's Joe coming out here, but, uh, I don't expect Ooh. it to be Joe. Yeah, I'd be stoked for that. I, I, I think that would be almost best case scenario, uh, in this situation, because I don't expect it to be Daniel Bryan as much as I, I, that, I mean, that would be the legit best case scenario. But, um, I, I'm assuming he's not cleared by the WWE doctors yet. So, uh, yeah, uh, Joe would be my best case scenario, but I am, uh, right now working under the assumption that whoever the third man is, because I do believe this is another one that's going to Survivor Series, and, uh, 
I believe that whoever the third man is is almost certainly going to eat the pin. And between that mindset and a few of the phrases Roman Reigns used uh, during the promo, he talked about, you know, we, we found someone who can match up. I can't remember the exact words he used. But uh, basically, I'm, I'm thinking that it's Mark Henry as much as the, uh, the Twitter would uh, explode with hatred if it was. But that, no, that's my out. guess. If it's Mark Henry, why do you bother with the secret? To, to, to because so we can talk about it. So there there is that air of mystery For there. Nine ninety nine. Exactly. Yeah, right. That right. air of mystery there because oh. if we announce Mark Henry now, it's a week of what the hell is this? Right. Right. What Why would it be gobbledygook? We 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 threw that out there as a possibility before we settled on the Brooklyn Brawler. Right. That was one of our ones. Hey, by the way, first of all, the two of you have to say hello. I had to do this from home because of our snafu last night. So both of you have to say hello to my son, who's now sitting on my lap. So, uh, you know, say hello, buddy. What's up? Hello. Have you introduced him to wrestling yet? Uh, Yeah, I told you the first. Oh, oh, right, the Cena thing. Yeah, AJ, I don't know if I told you this story, and you'll hate it. Um, The first, like, Monday night of his life. We were watching wrestling, and uh, the moment that John Cena's music hit, he just started screaming, and he had been dead silent the entire night. So he's either a, he's a mark already, a Cena yeah, mark, right? Right? He's already John on board. Cena, uh, that's <laughs> you just couldn't understand it. All right, next one. Uh, well, it's the next two. Really. I'm going to combine these two, and it's the the saga of Seth Rollins here. Oh right, Sting and Cena, and that's the last two matches on the card. I assume though uh, that Rollins Cena will open the show. But uh yeah, what do we what do we expect out of this? I would I think that you have Cena lose I mean Cena win and give him the US title back because he did a I mean, he did a fantastic job with the United States title. I mean, just a a great job with it. And I think if you give him another chance he could do the exact same thing. So I'm gonna say you let John Cena beat Seth Rollins and then you have Seth Rollins beat Sting. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how it helps to have the U.S. title on Seth Rollins, so I'm I'm in agreement on that. Um, I am fearful that somehow Sting walks out of the arena with the title on Sunday night, but I I think that somehow Sheamus is involved with this, where there's there's a moment where you know like both guys are down on the ground and he runs down and you know tries to interject himself and. Maybe John Cena runs out for the save at that point or something along those lines. But I, I cannot, I just cannot stomach the thought of, um, of anybody but Seth Rollins walking out of the arena as champion. So I'll go with Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you guys that it makes most sense for Cena to win the U.S. title back. The only thing that makes me hesitate is simply that uh, last night or yesterday, I guess, there was a uh, WWE shop sale. And one of the things that was on sale for $10 was the, the John Cena U.S. title T-shirt. So I, I wonder if they would do that, if there was even a chance he would get the title back. Uh, for all yeah. we know, there's for all we know, there's another, just another T-shirt coming out, a different right. color with the U.S. A title. time U.S. title. Change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so okay. that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But that, that's the only thing that gives me even slight pause. Otherwise, it makes perfect sense for Cena to win. And uh, I do think that we see Sheamus involved somehow i do not think he ends up cashing in all the way i do not think he ends up walking out with the title but the fact that he's not on the card at all sends up a kind of red flag that hey he needs to be involved in some way yeah he's i mean he's holding your money in the bank briefcase he he can't not be a part of the pay-per-view here's what i hope happens i hope 
See, he doesn't want Seamus well, either. See, that... <laughs> see, buddy hates that thought. He's like losing his mind over it. I hope that Cena beats. I don't. I mean, I hope that Cena beats Rollins wins the US title, and then I hope that Rollins beats Sting by some Seth Rollins esque way. And after he beats him, that's when Seamus comes out, and then he beats Seamus the exact same way. That would be great. I mean, sure, sure. <laughs> And just have him roll out the ring like, this is what I do. I win. Right. <laughs> All right. So that's the card. Um, AJ, let's make sure we get in a plug for Have Drive. What you got going on? No, uh, not much now, man. You know, it's just right now it's just uh, – You got to win football, football games. That's all I got time. That's all I got time for. But as soon as the off season cranks up, season two of Have Drive will be back <laughs> in action. I'm already starting to line up some people. You know, I – I don't want to, you know, put it out there, but, you know, maybe a few, you know, guys that have been to Pro Bowl a couple of times. Ooh. You know, just, uh, you know, just a couple of, you know, I'm lining up some stuff. So I'm just trying to make some things happen. Captain. Well, I have you know, I, ch- I tried to pick up the Miami Dolphins defense this week, and it was already taken in my league. I was going to say, but... you ready for Blake Bortles and the mighty Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> hey, man, it's the NFL. Every team is good. So See? Oh, listen I to you already knowing the, the PC speech here. Look at that. Dude. This man is not dumb. <laughs> no, he knows thing, exactly what to do. That's the thing is, that's uh, not jargon, dude. That's it. We've literally, like, do I think that we're a better team than the Redskins? Yes, but they could have easily beat us because every game has professionals on both sidelines. So, it was uh, really amazing Sunday. to me how many AJ, like, how many AJ Francis Dolphins supporters there were there on Sunday, by the way. Like, it was crazy was- to see. How many of your boys were out at the game? Yeah, I was. Uh, I had a, a whole crew. You know what I'm saying? I had people <laughs> rocking the nine six. You know. <laughs> I, I, I liked you putting on the shades for all the uh, post game interviews, though. I, I, I liked that look. Locker room wearing the shades. It was. It was a good move. Yeah. All right. So you got to do it. Give uh, Give AJ a follow on Twitter at AJ Francis four ten. Um, all right. Next time, next time we'll communicate and uh, don't fall asleep on us. All right. Yeah, I'll try my best. Thanks, buddy. You want to do your thing to sign off? Yeah. This is the main event. That's AJ Francis. We come back in segment number three. We'll uh, go go through the other stories we haven't had a chance to talk about. It's the quick count in our top five. That's next. This is Jobbing Out. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and... Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Yep, that's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge to use their ATMs. We don't. Our ATMs are surcharge free, so you can always get... Cash for nothing because there is no fee. At all Royal Farms ATMs. Individual cardholder fees may still apply. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe 
is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, in Annapolis. Don't be the guy that has to call your mother-in-law like I've had to in the past and beg for a ride when something's wrong with your vehicle. Take it to First Choice Automotive in Joppa. 410-676-5552. Dave and Chrissy know your car is your life. Free loaner cars with major repairs. Free towing to and from at First Choice Automotive. 410-676-5552 on the web. FCAutomotive.com. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fatheads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Segment number three, jobbing out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. We're going to nerd out a little bit in this segment because that's what Aaron likes to do. We get into the quick count. I, I, I want to nerd out just about this theme, yeah, by the way. It is a really good tune. I love it's this a really theme. good tune. That's a great point. Uh, quick count, as like everything we do, brought to you by WrestleCrate, who we love, WrestleCrate.com. Use that code, J-O sent me. Take 10% off your monthly subscription. It starts just $15. And WrestleCrate's. If you're not familiar with them, they are a uh, monthly care package, goodie box, if you will, of things that as a wrestling fan you would love, you want. I assure you, you want them. Go to WrestleCrate.com. Find out more on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and get signed up for the wrestling fan in your life. It makes the best possible gift that you could give. Again, WrestleCrate.com. All right, quick count. Three stories we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that uh, we need to. As always, for number one, Aaron, we let you sort of veer a little bit off the reservation. What you got for us this week? All right, not going too far off the reservation, as you say. You're just going down a level down to NXT. And we got the announcement of the main event of the next TakeOver, which I believe is called NXT TakeOver Respect. And the main event is going to be big for two reasons. One, it's a Divas match. It's a women's match. It's the rematch between Sasha Banks and Bailey for the NXT women's title. And it's an Iron Man match, a 30-minute Iron Man match. So, A, you have a women's match main eventing a relatively major uh, WWE show, even though it's NXT, it's still a WWE-produced show. And for what I believe is the first time ever, I'm, I'm not, I'm sure it's not ever in wrestling history, but at least in WWE history, you're having a Iron Woman match, if you will. Okay. I mean, I'm interested. I think that these two performers can certainly pull it off. I guess it's a little bit weird that you're continuing to use Sasha Banks on NXT. Um, you know, I think we've had a little bit of this fear of once you call up all these people from NXT, are you afraid you don't have the talent left down there to justify sort of the heights that you've it, this this notion of NXT not just being a minor league, yeah. it being sort of an indie brand, and that's the way they're trying to sell it. 
but you're treating it as a minor league. Yeah, you are. And you're bringing up all the people that are really good, and you're putting them on main WWE programming. So here's what happens. You bring them all up, and then you look around and you say, well, we reached this pinnacle when we had them around. Now they're gone. And, and, and it's an interest, especially when it comes to the women, the fact that those four women, the four horsewomen, if you will, uh, dominated the brand and the division for so long, and now three of the four are going to be gone. This is a very interesting time for NXT. That's for sure. I'll say it does feel natural because Sasha does get her rematch, just like I thought the Owens match against Balor felt natural, even though he's on the main roster. But this is probably it for Sasha, and then she's gone. I, I'm excited about Yeah, but didn't we think that about the last one? About the last what? The last match for Sasha in NXT. I didn't think she was gone. Really? I, I, I thought she After was... After all of that? I, I Yeah, I mean, it should I mean, have been. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I thought that was the but, moment. But, yeah, you would think that. I, it does make sense that she has... The rematch, though, and and here's just the the fact about it, and it's 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 a que- it's the question you brought up. If Sasha's not facing Bailey, really the only other person you could make a case for that would put on a right now a very good match would be Emma. Right. And I, I'd have no problem with Emma versus Bailey down the line. But a little. That wouldn't be a main event. That that wouldn't be building off of that you know that huge moment we had in Brooklyn. You want something to build off of it, and I think this is a good way to do it. I think I, I, I don't know, man. Two... I think it's very uncomfortable to have that sort of send off moment, and then to come back and say, "Let's do it again." Let's do it again. Yeah, I I, I don't like no, that. No, I I agree with you there. That that's the only part that makes the it match a itself. I'm totally good with. I, I'm totally good, especially because I really feel that, especially Sasha's character in a match like that, when she can go up three one with ten minutes left and start taunting and stuff like that. It's just going to be brilliant. It's going to be amazing. I hear you. I, I, look, I'm not. Um, I'm not telling you there's no way it can work or that it won't be good because I think it'll that just be a little awkward after I, the send off. I, I just feel like it's the wrong thing to do, and I think it's a bigger issue that NXT has to address with what are we and what do our people do once they've started appearing on main WWE programming. And again, it's at an awkward spot because you have, you're so hot coming off the SummerSlam night, but the SummerSlam night was main evented by roster, you know, got folks that are on the roster. Right. In Kevin Owens and in particular, um, Sasha. Sasha Banks. Yes. They should be gone. You have banished them to the main roster well, at this point. We, we will see. I mean, it's very possible that NXT just becomes more open, that you're going to see more people jumping back and forth. It's it's very possible. We'll see. Because both, it, it's a very interesting period for NXT, I that's think for it, sure. Because you're there's a question now. Um, I haven't read any of the spoilers for this next month. I know they were just taped. There's a question on, you know, who are the legitimate challengers, not just for Bailey, where there's, you know, Emma, I guess Dana Brooke, and maybe Eva Marie. Well, That's, they're also uh, bringing in What's-Her-Face, uh, oh, Kana. Yes, they they are bringing her in. I question what, how quickly they'll use her. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, and if she's going to be a face or a heel. And, yeah, there's blue pants running around and stuff. Right. Whether or not, uh, I mean, she's wonderful, but, uh, you know, whether she's actually going to be signing out. And then, you know, just looking at the men as well, There there is a... No doubt. You know, Joe, and after Joe... Well, you still have Tyler Breeze there. But yeah, Tyler Breeze is there. He's been pushed down a bit, you could use. Right. Then you got, like, Baron Corbin and Rhino, I guess. 
would would be kind of the next guys on the totem pole. Yeah, and I don't think that there's a problem with either one of those guys. No, but after a series cl- of... I think they're clearly pushing Apollo Crews towards a guy that can become a he's, main he's, eventer. He's just so new. I don't know if they're going to push him that quickly, but they, he could. Well, they, they, were, could. they were hyping him. They, they were hyping a, him. A good bit. And eventually... He Hide- certainly has that look. You know, in the next few months, Hideo Itami is Hideo Itami returns, come. right. So so there's less of a problem there than there is in the women's division. I, I don't want to say problem yet. Less of a question. Well, they, they could also, when they're ready with Sami Zayn, Again, they could also, you know, sort of give him one more one kind more of little brief push, yeah. push through to NXT before they're ready to elevate him back yeah. to the, the main event level because um, it was so sudden after he got his right. chance right. that he was right back there. So I think they're actually okay in that department, but the it, women has a little bit more of a question. I just think it's a bigger issue in general that yes. they're facing, which is what do these performers do once we've put them in? I think Correct. it's awkward that you have Sasha Banks. At least, even on the periphery of the the NXT or the of the women's the, the Divas title picture, and you have her at the NXT. And, and, and I think the the obvious solution is that you almost have to have, especially with the Divas, you have to have them jumping back and forth. Which I don't think, as long as it's presented correctly, but doesn't it doesn't it do wrong what you're trying to accomplish? It depends how you present. Like I said, you have to present it carefully. You can't have people saying, oh, the NXT belt is more important than the WWE belt. You can't. Now, could you have unification at some point? Yeah, that would be interesting. But um, I don't like that. I don't necessarily like it, but it's possible. I'm just, you have to be careful with how you present it, but at the same time, it, it's a big question. The question but also, is, what's wrong with them doing Bailey Emma next? Like, what's uh, ba- wrong? I, I think Bailey Emma is going to. And then to whenever be- Bailey's ready to move on, you presume that Emma can work a program with, uh, you know, Kana or with Dana Brooke or with someone like that right. who's ready. And then at some point, presumably, Emma's ready to go back. And then at that point, hopefully. Eva Marie. It's like they, it I'm, seems like they're going. Okay, again, yeah. we're all, we all have a problem with Eva Marie. Maybe yeah. she becomes a wrestler. I don't think she will. No. But there, it's not as if you can't find other options. You just had a TV show. Right. For finding female talent. <laughs> Correct. Uh, the old Georgia looked like she was kind of a talent. That you couldn't put her in and have legitimate matches with her at some point? I don't remember who won now. Sarah, is that who won? Sarah Lee won, and Amanda yeah. apparently was signed as well. Okay. So, I mean, I think you have some options. Yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you're on the main roster now, you're on yep. the main roster. Yep. Next, number two. Um, Number two, you're, you're the one who kind of oh, pointed yeah. this one out. I did point this out, only because I, I do think that there's a concern about maybe a little bit of hypocrisy here, and also... The bullshit excuse that well, WWE yes. came up with. Um, so the WWE had a bit of a situation on their hands last week when a um, an old social media post was brought to their attention. Now, this is not the first time that they've dealt with this type of situation. Not the first time in the past three yeah, weeks. Not the first time <laughs> recently that they've dealt with this situation. The the young lady's name is Jasmine. She's made some appearances on NXT in periphery roles. Yeah, probably she's, as a rosebud or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she's performed on some house shows. She's not even, she's like 20 years old. She's not even approaching right. the territory of being a legitimate performer. She um, apparently tweeted out a few years back, and this would be when she was a child at that point, the following. It was at the pipe bomb fifty three and at chick kick twenty one. Those Ugh, are great, great, great Twitter names, by the way. Ugg effing ends. That's why I chose white folk. Hmph. Word. 
word. And it, Okay, so a lot of that is in quotes, so it appears as though she's quoting the pipe bomb <laughs> who at-tweeted Chick Kick with that statement. She's just supporting it by saying right. word. Word. I don't understand all of the culture of Twitter, but I, yes, I you, think you got that much. that's what happened here. This happened on, uh, it actually wasn't as old as I thought it was, three years ago. So it happened so on uh, February 11, 2012. So she would have been about 17 years old. Yes. So this comes on the heels of the situation with Seth Rollins' chick. Uh, I don't even remember. Zara Schreiber, uh, I believe. Thank you, Zara Schreiber. Where there was a swastika found in an old social media post of hers. Several swastikas and several statements supporting the fact that she has swastikas. And so... As well as, I believe, a, a anti-black person statement, I believe I don't there was one that. in there. I don't remember that, but, but yeah, it, okay, I believe fine. there was one in there. She got the axe. She did get the axe. The WWE did not give Jasmine the axe. Instead, they issued the following statement. <laughs> you know, now, let me start by saying... You were defensive of them not getting that. You say it's it's apples to oranges. I, I, I think there are similarities, but there are enough differences that you can make. For one, Zara posted it and then defended it. Right. This, this it was is something brought, that you know that she right. believes It was 100%. brought to her attention, and she was like, well, I don't know that she it made it clear that she supported Nazism. She supported that it was okay for her to post swastikas on her social media account. But not just post swastikas, post the Iron Eagle with swastikas I, I and, and, and supporting. I'm not trying there. to support old Zara, okay? <laughs> can we can we make that very clear? Glenn is not Glenn, supporting Glenn, 100% old. 100% in support you, of you it. Settle down over there. <laughs> but we um, live in a world where that type as, of thing. Anyway, so um, so I'm kind of in agreement with you, right? I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a even comparison. That's fine. Right. Here's my problem. This is this is the statement the WWE made. And I like a lot of people the WWE, so like they might be mad at me if they hear this and it might hurt us in our future dealings. But come on, guys. You know. WWE conducted a thorough investigation and has determined that Nuf Al Aribi, which is Jasmine's real name, Twitter account was used without her knowledge when she was sixteen and seventeen years old. Uh, Jasmine remains apologetic for any offensive remarks that were made. Oh, <laughs> did you? You conducted that investigation, huh? How, how did they could it? Yeah. Did, a, a, a Jasmine, did she have the video? Jasmine, did you tweet these things? No, it was somebody else. I did the investigation. Well, that confirms it. There you go. That confirms it. That definitely wasn't Jasmine then. It was definitely someone else. Come on, man. I, I look again. I like the WWE. Just don't put out a comment about right? it. Just, just say, or leave out that part. Say, say, just say it's it, you know it's being handled internally. No, say, no, no, no. You can say everything else. You can say WWE conducted a thorough investigation, has determined uh, that or, or WWE has conducted a thorough investigation on the matter. Uh, Jasmine is very apologetic for any statements that were made on her Twitter account when she was sixteen. That you know? when she was sixteen or seventeen. Um, that that you may have been you throw in got taken out of context or whatever. Yeah, yeah, even that I think we would probably beat him up a little bit over. But sure, yes. anything other than the she got <laughs> hacked. Like, dude, really, <laughs> really? Like, did you go searching the IP addresses and find out? Like, clearly, when this post was made, it was posted from Fargo, North Dakota, and you can see that she, based on our cell phone tracking, was in uh, Brisbane, Australia. So it definitely was not her. Hey, I buy it. Come on, <laughs> come on, dude. That's all I'm saying. I don't have a problem with the fact that you don't fire her if she's if she has clearly changed her ways 
and understands that like this is it. You don't get Very another apologetic. Yeah, right. This is it. I'd be willing to give a twenty year old a second chance. Like I'd be willing to say, like when you're a kid, you effed up. Like, but don't try to sell me yeah. the bill of the goods about. Right. I got hacked. Come on, you didn't get hacked. <laughs> All right, and uh, final number three on the quick count. This is um, an interesting note that came mm-hmm. out this week about the WWE Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, it seems like, at least according to these reports, that the WWE has settled on one of their, at least it'll be one of their highlighted yeah, the weird performances. That, like, that's the thing. It seems as though it was the story was written as though they'd be the headliners, and I don't love that. Well, I don't but... think it's the headliner. I think it's one of the fe- – I don't think it's the absolute headliner because right. I think they have some – one of the two real big names that are, haven't been inducted yet that would make sense to be kind of inducted around there. And and we'll get to that in a minute in ah. our uh, top five. Ah, I think I left one of them off my list. By the I way. I did too actually, mm. but um, they'll they'll be one of the headliners, and it's the fabulous Freebirds, a a team, a stable who, quite frankly, absolutely deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Should have been. I thought they were going to go in in New Orleans because I thought they would capitalize on the southernness of the Freebirds, and obviously we're in Dallas, so that's close enough. They made a home in Texas in uh, World Class. That was one of their big homes. Um, it's a little, there's a little bit of question to it just because of the timing. There's so much going on right now when it comes to the Confederate flag. Right. That to have the Freebirds inducted and presumably to show their footage, sure, I'm sure you can find some footage where they're not wearing the Confederate flag, not wearing outfits with the Confederate flag, but a vast majority of their footage does involve the Confederate flag. Yep. So it's a little bit interesting timing, but as far as what they meant for wrestling, it it's a pretty much no-brainer. Just so a little bit surprising it's happening right now. I mean, it's just a, a couple of notes. One, I think that you can do this and make sure that when you put them in, there's no flag. Yes, on any, you could. That you, that you tell them, hey, look, you know, we're, we're aware of it. And I also think that, like, you can address it and say, hey, these were characters, for mm-hmm. one, and they were portraying characters. And, and that's they, a, were, they were portraying faces. That's the one I, thing. I understand that's <laughs> a bit awkward. But I do think you can sell the they, are, sure, they were portraying sure. characters. And then two, I just don't. I think that you do a careful job in your editing for the packages that you put together. Yeah, I mean, you you can do that. that um, there's no question. And about that doesn't it. mean that you can't ever have a flag in one of those packages. I just think that you try to find as much as you can that doesn't highlight the flag. Right. I think that's the way. you I, I mean, I think it. I think there are going to be questions about it if the you know the media does tend to pay attention a little bit to the Hall of Fame. Uh, it seems whenever someone's announced, it seems like that does get picked up around there, especially if there's a juicy side story. Like this one, so it wouldn't surprise me if people in the media do pick up on the whole, uh, the whole Confederate flag thing. So it'll be interesting to see how the WWE addresses it. Yeah, it it will be, but I like it. I mean, it's deserved. Uh, it, it, it's a no-brainer. They were going in at some point. It, Correct. Yeah. In fact, it's sort of weird that it's taken this long. Exactly. I think that we would all agree with that. So that brings us to our top five this week, and our top five is in relation to the Hall of Fame, which is if. If we assume the fabulous Freebirds are one, who are our top five outside of that? Who? Well, hold on. Who are the five who you would put in with them? Is how I talk. Right. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Exactly. Okay. That you would go into the Hall of Fame. Right. Have go into the Hall of Fame this year with. Correct. So you want all five of these to go into the Hall of Fame? Yes. This no, would, you know, that the, works. That works the, for me this too. Would, this would be if I was creating the class with the Freebird. This would be the, I, I built it where these aren't like the top five guys who aren't in yet. Yeah. For me, this is a a rounded class with a, a couple lower people. It includes a celebrity. Mm-hmm. It include this. This would be my 2016 Hall of Fame class in Dallas. Uh, okay. 
I that's essentially what I did too. But I'll let you have your number five first. Uh, my number five. This will kind of goes into the mid card thing. They, they a little bit lower, but a very deserving name who hasn't gone in yet, and that's Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen uh, has ties to the South. He's uh, a Texan, so there you go. You have that Texas tie there. And he's a guy who's very critical in uh, wrestling history, especially over in Japan. He was huge over in Japan, one of the famed gaijins over there who really made his name. Has several, uh, you go through the list, so like Pro Wrestling Illustrated has several match of the, matches of the years. Bruno Sammartino has some of the top tag team matches, has some tag teams with uh, Terry Gordy, with Bruiser Brody. And he's a guy who just, you know, a lot of the guys who you see now who are the big just uh, stiff, you know, like a Seamus or, you know, a stiff worker who's also a big hoss. They're emulating a lot of Stan Hansen in it. And uh, he's a guy who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And what better place than Dallas when he's a Texan? Um, I'm good with all that. Um, it makes a sense, all the sense in the world to me. My number five is, in, in, I feel like that there's almost a roadmap for how you put together a Hall of Fame class now anymore. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a tag team. There's got to be a celebrity There's got to be a female that goes in every year. And in part, I just kind of want this to go away. So my number five is China. Okay. China should be in the Hall of Fame, and I don't want to hear about it any longer, right? Like, I I feel like the WWE is actually making it worse for themselves by not doing it. Just do it. You know she should be in. Stop with the nonsense about she did porn. It's it's so absurd. Yep. I mean, it's, it's such a stupid argument. That you can't even really like. No, it, it's ridiculous, especially some of the hypocrisy. Exactly. With, yes. Exactly. So just put her in, right. so you don't have to deal with it anymore. But, but so I... there's never any more weird videos floating around the internet. So there's never any more she's showing up and asking for that. Yeah. Say, look, you can have in the Hall of Fame. We just don't really have anything else for you at this point. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of other Hall of Famers that WWE hasn't had much for right. after that point. But just be done with it. See, it, Stop it. If I'm doing that to shut her up, I'm putting her in with DX. I'm not I'm not giving her the soul. No, you, that, that, that's nonsense. You look at the, with all due respect, you can't have women in your Hall of Fame without having the one that did the most. I, well, I disagree she did the most. No, but. no, no other female has ever won the Intercontinental Championship. She did the most. She is by far the most accomplished female in the history of sure, the WWE. If you want to talk kayfabe wise and say I, the Intercontinental, sure, okay, fine. Dude, I'll, that, I'll give you, that. you can't pretend hey, hey, like hey, that hey. doesn't matter. Godfather's Ho won, won the, the hardcore, hardcore championship, title. which she is not, going, which is she, not the Intercontinental but, Championship. But, but, but would you put her over Tristratus? No, and I'm not the hard <laughs> because the hardcore championship does not mean as much as the Divas <laughs> Championship does. But my point being, no one has accomplished what China did, and you can try to pretend like that doesn't exist, but you're wrong. Uh, I. I Disagree that no one's accomplished as much as she has, name, but I, I, I see. Name it. how I'm wrong about that. I, I, I disagree that one short shared intercontinental title run means more than numerous divas. Titles. Okay, but she also regularly wrestled with the boys for years, and also won divas championships regularly for a year period. Uh, for, it was a little bit more than a year, but it, it was it was a short period. I I I put Trish, who was an anchor of the division for five six I, years. I over understand that. that, but Trish never did what China did. China goes into the Hall of Fame, or you don't put women in the Hall of Fame. And, uh, well, I I completely disagree. The with reason that why China, but... you're nuts. You're nuts. You're insane. Okay. Come on, man. You're just trying to pretend like it doesn't exist. I'm not trying to pretend it doesn't exist. I just don't value the one little title run meaning more than what you actually did for women's wrestling, for 
the television because I and I do take longevity as a major factor into it. I mean, so so fine. What do you what do you think China was? I, I mean, I'm not going to say China was nothing. I'm just not going to say that she was women's wrestling, the the end all be all and the top. If she's not in, I, I, no one else deserves to be in. I'm saying that she has to be in. Period. She has to be in. And uh, again, yeah. it's insane to think that she doesn't have to be in. Okay, I mean, I just. Ma- mainly my problem with it is then you're inducting her twice because she's going to be involved in well, the you're DX. You've inducted a bunch of people in twice. Yeah, you've inducted Ric Flair in twice. You're going to induct Sh- more is my problem, point. Problem. Shawn Michaels is going to go in twice. Okay. Triple H is going to go okay. in twice. Probably the Outlaws end up going in twice. Well, okay. Uh, I bet. Okay, if, if the Outlaws go in twice, then fine. China can I'd be, be in twice. I'd be willing to bet that but... the Outlaws will go in twice. I, presumably at some point in the future... They're going to end up putting Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in a second time. Well, okay, but again, I'm not putting China on the level of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. I, I hear you with that. I'm not necessarily saying you should. I'm just saying there's a bunch of people oh, yes. that are going to end up getting yes. in a second time, and it's not. Yes. Or you don't have to include her with DX. The but truth they will. be told, wait a second. I don't think you have to include anybody in DX beyond Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And I kind of—I mean, you don't have to include DX technically. Uh, yeah, right? right. And if you include DX, are you including everyone that was like even a no, I, I, member? I, I, of... I think I think you're inducting. If you're inducting DX, you're induct, inducting the Army, the the late '97, '98 version with X Pac. You're, you're not inducting Tori as part of I DX, mean... but you're, you're doing the the main DX Army because that's what you think of. Because you're not inducting Rick Rude as part of DX. You're not inducting. What about Mike Tyson? Yeah, you can induct Mike Tyson. <laughs> um, right. let, let's just move on to my number four. My point is, just get it over Okay, that, that's just, fine. So you don't have to deal with this nonsense that, anymore. So we don't have to be yelling at each other over Correct. this. Uh, my number four, it, it's a woman as well, but I'm combining the woman and celebrity induction here. Uh, I can't believe they haven't done it yet. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper needs yeah. to go in. And, as far as celebrity. There was a lot of talk about her last year going in. It, yeah. It's a little bit awkward because they want their celebrity to have a bit more punch. And unfortunately, in 2015, Cindy Lauper well, doesn't have a ton of punch. Now... She did have that um, uh, musical on Broadway that yeah, was somewhat I mean, popular. There, there's enough. Cindy Lauper is still a big enough name that it's not I, completely. Well, and my and my it. celebrity is also not somebody that is a huge name. I think that if you do this, you have to also include another celebrity somewhere in WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I think I think the one thing about Lauper is that it's kind of you can also use it as a way to pay tribute to Roddy. Kind of do your whole. Uh, okay. You know that that mm-hmm. that that was something I remember that that was something when I talked to him. He was. Avid about that, Cindy right. Lauper has. Oh, I'm to with be you. I think she should be in. I'm not down. So, that so one yeah, that, if I'm right. inducting a celebrity, it's Cindy Lauper. My number four is also a quote-unquote celebrity, but someone who was a WWE performer for some time. I think that the, this this sets up to capitalize on something that you want to capitalize on right now. I think Jonathan Coachman should be put in the WWE Hall of Fame. Interesting. Um, I Interesting. think it, it capitalizes on the relationship that you want to have with WWE. You kind of reintroduced him to WWE fans by having him hanging out at SummerSlam this past year. I think it sort of walks that line to the WWE and ESPN that you've been walking for a little while. I think all of it is very logical. Jonathan Coachman is my number four. That yeah, that that's fine. I think you, you, it, 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 it's hard to you know because he's. Are you inducting him as a WWE performer? Yeah, or as and, a celebrity. And my is, my point is kind of as both. Yeah. As someone that has, but, rep- but but they've labeled like celebrity performer. So are you labeling him as a celebrity induction? I or? would probably label him as a celebrity, but. I, whatever, whatever you yeah. do, I'm going to be good with it. Yeah. I think that b- between the two, he's accomplished enough to justify going into the WWE Hall of Fame, and I think that it, it does more for your weekend. Right. I think that it's more about 
what the bang that you're getting for that buck, and yeah. that's why it makes sense to me. It, it, it would be it would be interesting, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, my number three, they they usually try to get somebody we've seen over the past few years, people like Coco Beware, people like the Bushwhackers, people who you remember fondly from your childhood, not necessarily as a huge main event performer, but someone that you truly enjoyed, or was just kind of a campy performer, not necessarily enjoyed, but just a campy performer. And this guy, I'm stunned, hasn't gone in yet. And uh, that's the honky tonk man. The honky tonk man's not in the Hall of Fame. Okay. He seems he seems like a very logical. You know, he yeah, has sure. the, the longest IC right. reign. He's ever. good enough to be in. You and know. he's he has the Southern heritage. Not necessarily Texas. He was you know Tennessee, but I don't think they're ever having a Nashville WrestleMania. So you know this kind of fits into the South part of it. And uh, you know he's a guy. I thought that they might again another guy. I thought for New Orleans would have made a lot of sense if you were looking for that lower card guy. And uh, yeah, honky tonk man. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. Um, my number three, unfortunately, also fills. You know, when you when you're putting this together, you know what what do you have to have on the list? And uh, sadly, it seems like someone you have to have someone who's not with us any longer on your list uh, every year. And because it will be coming on the heels of them finally repairing whatever they could to have his family participate in a DVD, I think the answer is Owen. Um, and I know that apparently Brett's not very happy with the w- with the DVD, but really I haven't seen. Yeah, heard that's that one that's yet. something that's been sort of hanging out there for the last week or two. He's not very happy with Martha, and oh well, he's never been happy with Martha, right? And and, and it, but this is related to the DVD. In oh, particular. okay, so Martha probably said, you know, right? Yeah. But uh, for whatever, for however WWE was able to make this happen with Martha, you hope that that would lead to. However, you have to do it. I don't think that you really want Martha speaking, which is the problem. And that's the thing; it would feel so awkward if that's shadow. It, which is why I don't think it necessarily happened this year because I feel like you have to. But you got to do it at some yeah, point. Yeah, you do. And that's the that's the thing. Right now, because you put out the DVD, right? To me, it makes the most sense to do it. And I, I again, I think you have to have Brett induct him. I, I think you got to make it very clear. It, the the problem is, I don't think Martha signs up for it. Unless she inducts him, and I don't think you want Martha speaking. I think you have to have it be Brett, You, because Brett would probably be willing to play by the rules. Brett would definitely be willing to play right? by the rules. And tow the company line and all that type of stuff. But you got to do it at some point. But Martha has to be there. I, I, I there, There's too much of a specter whole, hanging over. They don't want, there's no downers when it comes to the W, you know. Well, but the, I don't think you have to reference it if but she's it, not. It, the, her absence. Well, you but don't this, have to this to me seems like your best chance to have her there. And, and that's the question: Will she do it? Right. I think it's the the best chance to have her there is because you've come to some agreement with her to do this DVD. So you you try to to parlay that into: Would you come be a part of this? But you want Brett to speak because you want Brett to speak. When when Macho Man, you saw it that way. Macho Man went in. We had his brother speak. That we right. We want Brett was a performer. We want Brett to speak. That's the way that it is. And you hope that. All parties involved come to some sort of agreement, but yes. Yeah, I mean, I I want Owen desperately, and I just I think the the questions that would be raised. I with, just I just think the timing is as best as you're probably going to have the opportunity to do it, and and that's quite possible. Um, Your number two, my number two. I, I went back and forth between two people on this one. My number one was locked in from the moment, but okay. uh, my number two, I went back and forth between two people, and basically I went with the hometown, uh, the hometown pop here at JBL. Okay. JBL is not yeah. an, an Texan. He's going to go in eventually, whether it's yep. as JBL or as part of the Acolytes or the APA. J- well, JBL makes more sense than the Acolytes I, do. 
uh, especially because Ron Simmons is already in. Well, one, so. because Ron Simmons is in, also because JBL is WWE champion. Yes, correct. Um, so JBL is going in eventually. They like to have the one, like, really active performer in there, whether it's, you know, someone who's just coming off of their run or mm-hmm. an announcer or someone like that, mm-hmm. that they can really build off of. And uh, this is as good a time as any to induct JBL into it. All right. Well, I like that. I really do. And I almost wouldn't be stunned if they did it. I also sort of feel like JBL is the guy that if you if you have a year where you're struggling to get a headliner, JBL sort of your card, right? Like I don't know if the, JBL could ever headline. You could. I think like, you could. It would be a very weak class. I understand that. Well, yeah. they had Ted DiBiase. Headline. Well, Ted DiBiase is way bigger than JBL. Not anymore. Well, but th- Ted DiBiase was what five, six years ago. Uh, five sounds right. Yeah, yeah it well, was in Phoenix. Was that, when that he was, was a there. big deal? It wasn't that big of a deal. They didn't even do it in an arena that year. They did it in the theater because they couldn't sell the tickets. It was not a big deal when Ted DiBiase went in. Um, I, and to me, that's sort of like your. We need something. All right, fine. This is the year we put JBL in because we just don't like the way our class shapes up. But. I think he should go in, and I think it would make sense for him to go in in uh, Dallas. My number two, uh, there's there's two obvious candidates that we've been talking about, and I'm going to go one direction with mine. And and the reason I'm going this direction is, I'll, I'll explain. Sting is my number two. I want he's my number one. Okay, all right, then I'll let you explain. And I'll tell no, you. No, who, no, go, no, go, no, go no, ahead. Go no, ahead. No, because I want you, I want to say who my number one is to explain why Sting's my number two. My number one is Vince McMahon. Um, which is never going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So. And that's fine. This isn't this isn't about what's going to happen or not. This is about what I want. This okay. is about what I would do. My number one is Vince McMahon. I don't want Sting to be the headliner on a WWE Hall of Fame because he didn't really do anything in the WWE. And while I'm okay with these guys going in, I am. I think it's awkward if you're selling this as this is your top guy. I think Bill Goldberg should go into the Hall of Fame, too. But I don't think Bill Goldberg should be the headliner into a Hall of Fame class. I don't think Sting should be the headliner into a WWE Hall I, of Fame I, I class. Think, I think there's a big difference between Goldberg and Sting. They're trying to make this, and they, they've made a conscious effort o- over the past to open this up beyond the walls of I, WWE. I understand that. And if there was one person, the, he, this is literally the one-time thing, the only, probably the only person in the world who was more meaningful outside of WWE than in WWE, that could headline it. I, I, I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm saying I don't want it. There's a big difference between those two. I don't think Sting should be a WWE Hall of Fame headliner. I'm fine with him going in. I'm fine with him going this year. Again, he's number two on my list. Right. I just, first of all, the reason why I chose Sting over The Undertaker is I want Sting in. I want that to be done. I want them to stop putting Sting on TV. I want them to stop having him <laughs> wrestle. I want this to be the end of Sting as a performer. And the best way to do that is to put him in the Hall of Fame. Yep. I also want The Undertaker to, to be the end of the, him as a performer. But let me get Sting out of the way first. Right, right. And I don't want them going in at the same time because I want I don't want that to sort of overshadow The Undertaker going in. Right. Um, Vince McMahon... I'm also getting, at some point, I do think it's interesting, right, that you had the the kayfabe moment with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon recently where they sang him happy birthday, and you know he really didn't want that. Correct. You know that is a fact. Yes. And I'd like to hope that Triple H and Stephanie would be capable of convincing him to do something like this, to say, this is best for business. Yeah. And 
I, I say now because at some point in the coming years, we're probably not going to want to parade Vince McMahon up on television. Right. And to me, it makes it perfect. It makes it perfect for me to have someone who is being appreciated more and more by getting off television. Now when Vince shows up, we do bow to him and we mm-hmm. say thank you, Vince, and things mm-hmm. like that. I think he's deserving of that moment. And so if I want a non-WWE guy to go second, I want Vince to be number one. I, did, you know, I, I didn't even consider it because it, it's not going to happen. I, I could see it happening two or three years from now when he truly starts to kind of fit. I almost worry that at some point he starts seeding some control back from Triple H. Like, <laughs> that, that's my problem. Well, what do you mean seeding? Like, because he's, he's still I the know, man. I know, he still but he's letting man. Triple H get away with a lot. Like he Not is... on Raw, it doesn't seem Okay, maybe like. not on Raw, right? With, with NXT, he lets him get away with stuff. Right. But it's still very much Vince's baby as far as the main I, roster I goes. I hear you. I hear you. I just feel like at some point, I think right now Triple H might be capable of talking him into it. And I wonder, I worry that like next year, he's gonna hate Triple H. And <laughs> like he's just gonna wake up one morning and say, "Screw you, dude." Um, I that's all I'm saying. So there's my five. Uh, uh, Vince McMahon's my number one. All right. Uh, thanks to AJ Francis, our main event, for checking in with us to preview Night of Champions. Thanks to WrestleCrate for making the entire show happen. Aaron Oster, what's coming up at, uh, first of all, where are you on uh, Twitter? V-A Oster, A-O-S-T-E-R. And what's coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, Rolling Stone, I have a very special interview coming up. It should, might even be out by the time this is released. I'm not sure exactly when it's coming out, but it should be out this week sometime. And that's my interview with the IWGP heavyweight champion, Okada. Ooh, ooh, got got just to sit huh? down with him with a translator and got some interesting things out of him. So keep an eye out for that. Okay. Also, of course, uh, our fantasy league or fancy WWE right. league with Fantasizer email jobbing out, which show. is not the other thing. Well, not the other. It's thing. Definitely not the other thing. Not the other thing. As much as you want it to be. I'm, I didn't say that I wanted it to be that. I just, you know, I thought it might be. Well, you know what? If you wanted to create something like that, a oh. fantasy league based on that sort of oh. thing on Fantasizer, I bet you could. Well, do I that. wouldn't want to do that. That's no, not my thing. Never not your I just wondered if that's what it was. Uh-huh. This isn't about me and what I like. It's always about you it's, and what you like. But uh, email jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. We're filling up quickly, so get on in on that as soon as you can. All right. Very good. I'm uh, on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio with two N's, glennclarkradio.com. For uh, Aaron, for AJ, for WrestleCrate, I'm Glenn. Have a great week. This has been Jobbing Out.